All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Anoush Zamarodi. This is the second of our back-to-back episodes about video gamers. On the first show, we were hanging out with the old folks. You know, the over-30s. Ha. Huh. Well, this week, I'm in Chicago hanging out with the nation's first varsity video game team. 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are so good at playing the game League of Legends that they're on scholarships, just like the football or the soccer players. No joke. They are the e-athletes of Robert Morris University and the brainchild of this man. Kurt Melcher. I'm the Associate Athletic Director of Robert Morris University and eSport Coordinator. Can you just define the word esport for me before we start? Like, I feel like I need a clear definition. Okay, I'm the guy for it, huh? <laughs> it's, uh, I guess you could say it's virtual or online organized competitions. Kurt Melcher has been at Robert Morris for about 20 years. When he's not in the office, he's out coaching the university's women's soccer team. Anyway, Kurt became the esport guy completely by accident. It was April 2014. I was at my house. It was just a weekend. You know, I have kids. They're running around. I was. I had a little bit of free time. But, you know, if you have kids, you know that's not a lot. And I was, whatever happened to that game? And then, That game was StarCraft. Down. Kurt used to love playing against his brother-in-law. He found that not only was StarCraft still around, but it had become a real thing. Official. Big. StarCraft II is organized professionally. There are professional StarCraft players. There's a collegiate system around it, and I didn't know that those were organized competitions. You know, I used to play StarCraft games. wasn't the only game to get organized, and it certainly wasn't the biggest game to get organized. Defense of the Ancients 2, Call of Duty, FIFA 14, and classics like Street Fighter and Tekken, all of them had started to form leagues and competitions. But surfing around that day, Kurt discovered League of Legends, and it knocked him sideways. And I was just amazed, literally amazed at the size and scope of the community and of the passion behind it of that community. So, Was that the first time that you had heard of League of Legends? That was the first time. League of Legends, a game developed five years ago by a company based in L.A. called Riot. Riot says 27 million people a day play League of Legends, especially in South Korea, but more and more here in the U.S. Plus, in real life, fans pack stadiums to watch professional League of Legends gamers play. Online, Riot says 32 million people around the world watched the championship last year more than tuned in to the last game of the NBA Finals. I called my wife in the room. I'm like, you have to look at this. I can't, you know, look at this is for this video game. 
And I said that time, I go, why can't we have that at our school? But that seemed kind of crazy. Starting a varsity video game squad wasn't like adding fencing or rowing to the list of sports at Robert Morris. Or was it? Kurt went into research mode. First off, he downloaded the game. I played it a lot, and, you know, I wanted to make sure it would be something that makes sense and would fit. And it, it really is a great fit because, you know, you play in a group of five. His wife agreed. She made a great point. She's like, you know, what's the difference between you offering a video game scholarship to something as, as arbitrary as putting a ball in a net? Convinced, Kurt went to his boss, the head of the athletics department. I said, you know, I want you to have an open mind. And she, you know, I think once you talk anyone through it, they come to a level of understanding, saying, yeah, you know, that, I think that does make sense. And they came up with a proposal, complete with sponsorship and scholarships. And now they just needed approval from the university president. To his credit, you know, he could have closed the door right there, but he's forward-thinking, he's a little bit of a visionary, I think, and he greenlighted the program. The president wanted to start the program right away. Well, I went in saying, you know, I think we can get, you know, five to ten players. But it wouldn't be easy. This was April. School starts in September, and most students had already enrolled at their chosen school. So like any athletic director, Kurt prepared himself to do some recruiting. But it's not like he could go hang out on the sidelines of some high school playing fields trying to spot talent. Where to begin with a game that only exists virtually? He decided to call the company. I contacted Riot Games, which makes League of Legends, and they were in shock also that we wanted to start a varsity program. They told us they would put it on their front page and, uh, you know, announcing a, a scholarship program for League. And I was like, that's great, but I need... I need Kurt needed know. more than that. Just putting an announcement on a website wasn't going to do it. He needed to recruit players now, fast, like yesterday. Riot patiently explained. They explained to me, well, you have to, you have to prepare yourself. I'm like, what do you mean prepare myself? They're like, we have 500,000 hits a day on our front page website. So if you take 1% of that, are you ready for the volume? That very day, Coach Kurt had to change his email address because of the response. It came big and, and heavy. How many emails? Boy, right now we said it about 6,000 emails and hundreds of voicemails. Uh, you know, hundreds of voicemails and inquiries all over the world. My name is Daniel Apanko. Uh, I'm 20 years old, and I've been at Robert Morris for the past month and a half. Daniel Apanko, a student at a local community college, was one of those thousands of people inquiring about the scholarship. I talked to him on the sidewalk outside team practice about when he first heard about the program. I told my mom about it. She didn't believe me. She's like, you're crazy. There's no way. I'm like, yeah, there is. So I applied, got in. and Why did you think you were crazy? Because she was like, you can't make, you can't get a scholarship for playing a video game? She, she thought I was like making it up because she, she personally doesn't like me playing the game. Uh-huh. But when she realized that I was going to get a scholarship for it, she accepted it, you know. She tells all her friends. Now Daniel puts in five hours of practice a day. It's basically a job. That's what they tell us to take it as a job. You're, you're coming here uh, and you're getting a scholarship for it, so it's like you're getting paid. May I ask how much money you're getting? Oh, I'm getting, I believe it's around 12000 It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's half the tuition. Dude, I came along here. <laughs> To earn that half of their tuition, Daniel and his teammates spend nearly half of their lives in a place called the arena. Whoever that is, calm that down. The arena. A large classroom with dark blue walls, the shades are always drawn. 36 computer stations, one for each player. Together, they are the Eagles, 
e-sport athletes. At each station, a headset, a large DX racer chair, monitors with 144 megahertz and millisecond fast response. All of the equipment is sponsored by various tech and gaming companies who want their logo splashed across anything and everything. This is your team. This is the enemy team. Okay, so each different character that you see right here is like a different champion. This is Daniel's teammate, Jacob. His eyes are glued to the screen while he tells me how he reacted to the news that most of the football team despises them. I just laughed. I thought it was funny. Basically, my whole point is like, I bet you've been playing like football your whole life and all this stuff. And I bet you like really tried for this. And I've been playing this game for like two years and I got the same scholarship you did. So you're, they're jealous, you think? Exactly. Like, I have an ass pillow. They have pads. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. They they play a game that's like America's pastime. Yeah, well, this is Korea's pastime, and this is soon going to be huge. What's your prediction? Um, five years. This is going to be on ESPN. In Korea, esports tournaments are so big that the government created an official governing body. Stadiums regularly fill up with spectators. But mind you, understanding what is actually happening during a League of Legends game is, it's pretty complicated. Okay, look, so maybe I'm not the right person to judge since I still don't fully understand the rules of football. But here, listen to Jacob explain for yourself. Okay, so this is the map right here. And this is the Nexus. These are the two turrets. This is an inhibitor. When you kill this, your minions get stronger. This is another turret, and this is another turret, and it's mirrored on the other side. Yeah, so the gist of it is that each player chooses from 130 different characters who each have different magical powers. Then teams of five take on other teams of five. It's called a multiplayer online battle arena game, or MOBA for short. Oh, no, I got wrecked. That Valibear destroyed me. The game itself is free. The company Riot makes money off the virtual extras that players buy for their characters. Most people buy skins. What's that? It's like stuff to make your character look cooler. Wait, are you guys spending money? I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's way too much. Five hundred? Thousand? Like six, maybe seven. Six, seven hundred dollars on virtual shields and capes. You can even buy a tan for one of your characters. If I think about it too much, it's kind of weird. Also a little weird is there are professional League of Legends players. They get paid a modest salary by Riot, and then they make money on top of that from winning tournaments. Fans also make donations and subscribe to their favorite players. They can watch them play on the internet. And in fact, last year, 2.4 billion hours of esports videos were watched on live streams. That's twice as many as the year before, says IHS Technology. So this is all really growing. One student on the Robert Morris team has already dropped out to play professionally. Top professional players can earn more than a million dollars a year, so it is tempting. But back to Jacob. He's pretty happy with how this new business experiment is working out for him and for the university. If you are playing football for Robert Morris, you are selling tickets, and you're basically making money for the, for the college, right? But with this, you're making money for Riot. It's like a, you're also it's making a, money for the college. The sponsors give us a lot of money. Basically, everything you see in this room was given to us by the sponsors, even though in like the three or four months that we've been here, like the school's already made money off this program. When the Eagles win a tournament with a cash prize, the school keeps the take. The more these programs that come up means that more people that are good at this game and want to pursue it as a career get to play it to where the, the real winners are the players. Because you can make money. See. 
is the goal to be professional then? Not well. Some people's goals are, but what's yours? Not everyone has the same goal. I just want to do well. Um, well, in the time I'm here, but my goal is to be a graphic designer. This is, after all, a college sports program. It's supposed to be about cultivating well-rounded students, preparing them to enter the workforce, right? Coming up, what it's like to coach a varsity video game player. Go to blue. Ignore the fresh. Go to blue. And what it's like to be paid to play video games. It's kind of like eating junk food. You eat junk food every day for five hours a day. It's it's a lot. And you feel, you don't feel well. So I mentioned that this is part two of our back-to-back shows about video gamers. Last week's show was about players who are getting older and they're aging out of shoot-em-ups on the screen. They want something more in their games. I would love for the characters to grow up, the storylines to grow up. So I asked you to tell me, if you are a gamer and a grown-up, what games out there are nourishing for a more mature mindset? Well, thank you, because we got a lot of responses. Several of you suggested a game called The Last of Us. It's about zombies. But as Ben called in to explain, the game is really about these two humans left behind and their beautiful relationship. By following the growth of their relationship, you become every bit as invested in the characters as you do in defeating enemies, if not more so. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Chip Godfrey wrote in saying, I think it's the only game that's ever made me cry. Edward Mitchell's comment practically made me cry. Great episode, he wrote. You requested feedback from my demographic. I'm important. Hooray. You are important, Ed. Ed thinks that we should check out Crusader Kings 2, Football Manager, and Hearthstone. He describes them as strategy games to the core that will get you thinking. Amanda Lang suggests Cart Life and Papers, Please. Amanda says neither game requires a console, and they're free. So thank you so much to Chip, Ben, Ed, Amanda, and everyone who emailed us or commented. It means a lot to us. And there were so many suggestions for games for the more mature and empathetic mindset that we have compiled them into a handy-dandy list. It's at newtechcity.org. Forward it to friends or family just in time for some holiday gaming action. Okay, quick break, and then more of the crazy lives of Varsity Video Gamers. We'll be right back. We're back. I'm Anoush Samarodi. This is New Tech City. And we're hanging out with the first varsity video game team in the nation. Players who are on scholarships getting money for being really good at the game League of Legends. Someone who understands why it's smart to start a new sort of unusual collegiate sport is Professor Alan Sherman of the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I approached the president of the university, Freeman Rabowski, and suggested that UMBC offer chess scholarships to recruit uh, fine chess player scholars to the university. Alan Sherman built up the chess team at UMBC in the early 1990s, recruiting the best players, giving out scholarships. We were the first school to initiate that in an institutionalized, sustained way. The goal was to attract a different kind of student. Did it work? It did work. And at that time, UMBC was struggling for an identity. People didn't know what UMBC was. 
It's a Carnegie University granting PhDs, but it has a name that sounds a little bit like a community college. And the idea of chess as being emblematic for a university that values activities of the mind fit perfectly with UMBC at that time. Since then, like Florida State is known for football, UMBC is a chess powerhouse. Back at Robert Morris University in Chicago, Coach Kurt Melcher is intrigued. I never thought of chess. Maybe that was the next thing we'll add. <laughs> Take on that Baltimore school. Yeah, right? <laughs> what does creating a scholarship for an unusual sport, whether it's bowling or dancing or League of Legends, what, what problem does that solve? Is it about PR? Is it about attracting a different type of student base? Like, why? I think it does two things. Students that are engaged in something outside the classroom uh, generally perform academically a little better. They graduate at a higher rate. And secondly, I think you can imagine they, you know, on a weekend they compete in whatever, whether it's League of Legends or whether it's men's football or basketball, then they go back to the dorms and, oh, what did you guys do today? Oh, we had this great game, we did this and this, and they're exchanging ideas and what they did. And when you add that sort of passion and that community response, and you know, it just adds to the whole environment. I mean, I was walking around outside and I heard somebody just, you know, passersby on the sidewalk. He's like, pointed to the sign, you know, Robert Morris, and he goes, that's the college that has the e-athlete scholarships. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Well, boy. You want to invade? Where are you invading? Red or blue? Red? Okay, buy quick, ping the path, everyone follows. Look, it's true. These 35 video gamers, including two women, they are tight. They have to be. They spend so much time together inside a dark room, headsets on, yelling at each other, trying to kill demons and fairies with their magical powers. They're blue side. They're on the bot side of the map. So if you're going to invade, invade his blue and try to three buff him. And their coaches are riding them. Since there have been parties and stuff, we are punishing people now. We are banning blocking sites. This one kid was late to practice too many times, so they took Facebook and YouTube off his computer for punishment. You naughty boy, you can only play video games. I need to mention that the coaches, they are practically the same age as the players. I guess it's not like you can find a League of Legends coach with 20 years of experience, right? I'm Jose Espin, and I'm the assistant coach for the Robert Morris League of Legends team. Jose is 20 years old. Right now we're undefeated in our collegiate star league. What would you say is the biggest challenge with handling a room full of sort of teenagers who are really good at a video game? It's either the ego or um, basic teenage drama almost. Um, Some of these kids, they've only been playing through a computer screen most of their life and this is sometimes the first time they're actually making really close bonding friends and they're seeing people over and over. It causes a lot of conflict but once we hit them mentally like you're an adult now, work with your co-workers, that was the hardest part and I think we worked through it and from here it's just improvement now. Remember Daniel, that player who transferred to Robert Morris from a local community college? What struck me was when I asked him, how's it going? How's it been? I was expecting all these effusive responses. He gets to play video games. He's paid to play video games all day long. But it's tough. Mentally, Daniel is feeling the pressure. That's what he told me as Chicago's L train whizzed by. And he compares the stress he's feeling to what a college football quarterback must feel. If you're, if you're the quarterback for football, and let's say everyone's counting on you and you, you miss, you throw the ball too far, you throw it too short, and it falls back on you, like, 
knowing that person is practicing, 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 and still not getting many results, like they get stressed. It's the same for us. So. Okay, so look into the future. Five years from now, are you going to be playing League of Legends? Uh, hopefully not. Maybe five years. Yes, that's probably like the maximum. Like, because as soon as I'm done with school, you know, getting a job, like, being able to do what I want in the, in the world, uh, I'm hoping to cut cut down on it. So, League of Legends may just be a chapter in Daniel's life. And that's pretty typical of all college athletes. Most of them don't go pro or even continue to play competitively. My eyes and fingers ached from just watching these players go at it for hours and hours on end. But I felt like I had seen the future after spending the day with the Eagles. A big thank you to Robert Morris University, to Coach Kurt, Daniel, Jacob, Brazer, and all the players who just kind of ignored me and my microphone and humored me when I asked them stupid questions. Dumb question, but when you guys are playing together as a team, you all log in at the same time and then the other team? You can see pictures of the team at newtechcity.org and let us know if you think giving scholarships to kids for video games is totally insane or actually it makes complete sense. Record your thoughts using the Voice Memo app on your phone or write us and then shoot it over to newtechcity at wnyc.org. Next week, New Tech City producer Alex Goldmark gets a high-tech personal assistant, yes, to deal with me. Let me tell you, she is ruthlessly efficient and polite. Sometimes she's pretty funny. Yeah, can, we, can, I just, can I just rudely interrupt and ask, is Amy real? Like, is this all some kind of secret plot? Like, is it, does she exist? You're going to want to listen to this one before you go see the Turing movie, even if you don't go see the Turing movie. And hey, send this episode or any of your favorite New Tech City shows to someone you think should get into podcasting because you know they're going to like it. Maybe start with subscribing them to Serial and then teach them how to search for New Tech City on iTunes or Stitcher or just send them to newtechcity.org. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Manoush Samarodi. This is New Tech City from WNYC. So I was this four-year-old girl who kind of looked like my daughter. It was kind of freaky. Who's got this weird voice. She's wearing a backpack and she's carrying her teddy bear. And she also has fire powers. Like she can like set things on fire. So thank God my daughter doesn't have that ability to do that or else our house would have burned down this weekend. I was a toxic, catastrophic version of my daughter in a game. Pew.